Do you hear that creepy voice? Recording in progress. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah, like my husband makes fun of me all the time. All my dog sitters, aunts, cousins, sisters, nurse <laughs> came over yesterday. I mean, it's just like, it's always those kinds of stories. Hey, if you don't know by now, I'm Jeanette. I'm your host. Welcome to 2022. New intro, same great podcast. Hold on, we're coming at you. You're back listening to, to an extent, this is episode nine, Six Degrees of Whitney D. Uh, welcome back. You guys are listening to, to an extent. I have got a new, new guest here with me uh, that's jumping on. It's my friend, Whitney Doyle. No, Whitney Driver. Whitney Driver. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Whit and I were at Trine at the same time. She was working for Trine. I was a student at Trine. Um, but Whit, instead of me doing all the talking, because I know you, will you introduce yourself to anyone listening? Hello there. She she called me Whitney Doyle because my name is still Whitney Doyle Space Driver on my social media. So, and a lot of people still do refer to me as Whitney Doyle. So nice to meet everybody. Thanks for having me, Jeanette. Absolutely. Absolutely. What what are you doing right now? What, what uh, What's life look like for you right now? Well, it's the holidays. And just to give you an idea of what that looks like, uh, for instance, today, you know, um, back when Jeanette was with me at Trine, we did a lot of TREs, which were totally random events. And today I had a totally random event. Uh, it started about a month and a half ago by posting a picture of all of the baby formula I have uh, gathered over the past couple of months because I had a baby six months ago. And she just refused to drink the formula. So I posted it to Facebook to my 4,300 friends that I have met all of them face to face at one point. And this lady said, uh, my coworker just adopted a baby and would like to buy these formulas. And I was like, perfect. So I threw them into my car and texted her the price. And then I realized my daughter had just grown out of size two diapers. And I texted her and said, hey, by the way, do you need some diapers? And she said, yeah, sure. So I threw those in too. Park parking lot and I'm loading her car, making small talk. And I said, so is your baby local? And she said, yes, it's actually my big brother, big sister sister's baby and my my jaw dropped to the floor like what this like what and she's like yeah I've known her since she was 12 years old and I've been her mentor for the past 12 years and and about five months pregnant she looked at me at lunch one one month when we got together and said will you will you adopt my baby and I was like do you realize that this is like the epitome of big brothers big sisters like uh, you know like mission goal so I drove home that night thinking, oh my gosh, I'd love to do something fun for her. And I did a diaper drive and was able to raise 1,260 diapers for her and deliver them to her this afternoon after she had a fender bender on her lunch break. She texted me and said, Jessica was just at a car accident and I was literally about to walk out the door. And I, I mean, it, my heart just stopped like, what? But she texted back. She's like, don't worry. She's fine. She's waiting for the police. If you can still come, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the worst days of your life turns into, oh my gosh, what a blessing. And, you know, from somebody else. So not, there wasn't a dry eye in the room. It was awesome. 
And that's a that's a great way um, to kind of segue into what we're talking about. Perfect. Uh, you, I think you and I have joked before that uh, there's the game Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon, and I'm pretty sure it's Six Degrees of Wit. Uh, yep. You you had mentioned <laughs> you've got 4,300 Facebook friends that you've you've met at least once face to face, and I can admit I've got plenty of Facebook friends I've never met in person. So, so kind of want to pick your brain about how does one a amass forty three hundred friends just on social media alone, and how do you? Because you are a girl of connections, you you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. So that's yeah. kind of what we're digging into. Yeah, and and you know what? And ironically, this is funny that I'm talking to you tonight about this because before I went to deliver these diapers to Jessica, I stopped at my Airbnb. I own an Airbnb on the west side of Indianapolis that I only Airbnb out half the year because it's the house I own, but where my mother lives. When I worked in healthcare, right after I met Jeanette at Trine, I learned to get as many things out of my mom's name as possible. So when she followed me down to Indy, I said, okay, you can move down here, but I'm going to buy your house. You're going to like pay, you know, she pays for the mortgage and the bills and stuff like that. So I go over there to meet these people and bear with me here. Okay. These people met my mom a month ago because my mom had made them a t-shirt quilt. But how I found them was through my neighbor's cousin's stepmom. That's how I found them to rent my mom. Like all my stories sound like that. Like my husband makes fun of me all the time. All my dog sitters, aunts, cousins, sisters, nurse. <laughs> came over yesterday. I mean, it's just like, it's always those kinds of stories. It drives my husband nuts. He's like, just get to the point. Tell me, tell me, just tell me what you were doing. You don't need to tell me how you got there, who, who told you to go there. But yeah, so that's like that. And I was telling Kathy and Buddy that today, I'm like, I don't, my, my mind is just wired that way. It's always like, if somebody needs something, they'll call me, Hey, I need to hire somebody to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, I can't think of anybody right this minute, but give me a couple of hours and it'll dawn on me that you, the perfect person, I know the perfect person for you, but it'll take me a couple hours for, for me to realize it. So do you have a good example of what the, the best way that you can think of to, to, I guess, amass that many people that, you know, like, how do you make those connections? How do you, well, so I think about it a lot. I'm like, you know what? If I would not have worked at Trine for three, almost three and a half years, I would not have nearly that many students or I mean connections. Um, and to be honest, I pretty much lived my college life while I was director of student life and, and for about a year or two thereafter. Because when I was in college, I was dating this guy seven years older than me. I went home every weekend. I bought a house to live in my sophomore, junior, senior year. So I was really responsible for that. I was working at a law firm. I mean, like, hello, that's so not any fun. So when I was director of student life, that was when I was like living college life up, you know? So I just think I have a significant amount of students because of the relationships I created while I was director of student life. I really, and then, and then honestly, moving from a two red light town 
to the west side of Indianapolis and not knowing anybody. In fact, the only person I knew in Avon, Indiana, when I moved down here was my intern from the summer of 2008, which is, which was right after I graduated. She, she, she was living in Avon with a boxer, just like me. Um, and so then like, I just was working in healthcare, not meeting anybody. It was like the most depressing time of my life, living on the West side of Indy, working at a nursing home not knowing anybody, the only two people that I made friends with were the bartenders at Buffalo Wild Wings because I refused to pay for cable. This was before <laughs> Hulu, before YouTube TV. So every night I'd go to B-dubs and sit at the bar to watch sports because I'm a sports nut. And, and I thought, oh, I'm going to meet people here. Yeah, no, I didn't. I mean, I met two older couples, but one moved to Minnesota and the other one got divorced and moved away. So the only the only two friends I made were the bartenders at B-dubs today, Avon. But when I got let go from healthcare, 13, 14 months later, I went to go work at Sun King Brewing. And that's when life took off in Indianapolis. I thought, this is what I thought Indy was going to be like. I mean, I was meeting people left and right. Oh, the networking just really took off then. But it, but I needed to surround myself with people my own age in a, in a energetic environment you know, and that I wasn't getting that working at a nursing home. Yeah, definitely not for your, your spirit and your energy. It'd be very mm-hmm. hard to find that person there. No, you're so you, right. You went to Sun King and obviously yep. I'm sure being on the opposite side of, of the bar, you're, you're getting to meet all these new faces. So you're meeting all these people. How are you remembering who all these people are? Well, okay. I was only there six months and I have to tell you a really quick, funny story. The only, you know, like we had to be careful with drunks, you know, and one Saturday I was working the, the sample table and we heard this like really loud, obnoxious like party come in and we're like, oh, great. Because there were a lot of like buses coming in with with tours, you know, brewery, brewery t- tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was looking down to pour samples and this guy comes up and it, it's just like totally slurring his words. Like, I'm gonna, I need a lot of that. And I look up and I mean, I'm mentally preparing myself to like kick this guy out. It was the valedictorian from my high school class. No way. He's a doctor in Pennsylvania. (laughs) I looked up and I go, oh my gosh, out of all people in the world, it's you. Like I couldn't, I still, to my, in my mind, I still can't believe that I was like, okay, here, here it is. This is my first time taking somebody out. And I look up and I knew him. I mean, this is such a wit story. It is very much. Very, very much. And then my cousins that all moved to the east side of Indianapolis, like two years before I moved down here, they moved here from Maine. He would come in, excuse me, every Friday afternoon after school because he was a teacher and he would get his growler filled. And it was just so weird because I had just met him. Like if it wasn't for Facebook, I would not have known I had family from Maine living in Indianapolis. It's just the craziest thing. I just, now I, I do have to admit that there is a difference. There's different levels of bartending. Okay. So Sun King was very concession stand, like walk up, lay your growlers down, write on the lid what, what each growler needed to be filled with, go fill them, bring them back next. Okay. That's, that's, that was what Sun King was. Where I'm bartending right now, Old National Center, last weekend we had Ashley McBride and the Nutcracker. Tomorrow night we have Bill Burr and Straight No Chaser. It's very concession stand. Okay. I don't like that. 
I want to, I want a bar full of people that I can build relationships with. So I have to like, I have to get past the fact that it's contentious game because the money's good, but I prefer to sit down and like, get to know people. I'm such a people person. So I just, I don't, I really looking back now, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how, well, I think the connections I was making was really, you know, as soon as we shut down at eight o'clock on a Friday night, all of the employees were allowed to stick around for an hour or two to play cornhole or uh, table tennis and drink beer. So that's really the relationships I was building then were, were with the other coworkers, to be honest. So part of it's been strategic as far as your jobs and, and catching. So what all, what all do you do? Cause I know just peeping on the Facebook, yeah. um, you're involved with the, you're involved in Avon in their, is it their small business and chamber type? Yep. Yep. Um, the Avon chamber here in Hendricks County is my favorite. They are the friendliest. They're the most fun. The executive director is a girls basketball, high school basketball coach. Real, I mean, just real laid back, real cool, appreciates everything everybody does. Um, I went to their Christmas party two weeks ago, but um, right now, um, my husband and I, we just bought a hotel about a month and a half ago. I don't have a lot to do with that. Um, it's more so my husband. He's learning a lot because he is, you know, his job is actually doing loans for hotels. So now that he's on the buyer side, he has a whole new, whole new appreciation for, for people who buy hotels. Um, he's like, you got to have a lot of patience with these people. And now that he's bought one, he's like, oh my gosh, I totally get why these people always blow my phone up because they, <laughs> they need a cheerleader. They need reassurance. They need motivation to get through these ups and downs of, of purchasing commercial real estate. But, um, but I'm super excited because on Monday we're going down. And we are buying gifts for all of the employees at the hotel, which has always been one of my dreams now that I have kids. Because my my dad was a land surveyor and would take my brother and I out at Christmas time. And we were his little elves and would deliver Christmas gifts to all of the realtors that would refer to him. So I'm so excited. We're going to go to Walmart and buy gift bags and fill them with the exact same stuff my dad did. A carton of eggs, pancakes like uh, pancake mix, pancake syrup, and bacon. And we're going to deliver them to all of the employees at the hotel. That's like so cool to me awesome. to do with my my son and my daughter, just 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 like my dad did with me and my, my brother. So um, my dad's been gone 11 years now. So I just, I'm really happy about um, carrying on that tradition. So, um, but I also, I also consult for a, uh, public school corporation in Kokomo. They have me do their social media. And then I also consult for Hendricks College Network, which their motto is uh, we are a guidance office for adults looking to continue their education. So that's really my passion is education. So uh, the executive director was uh, in charge of building this brand new facility just a mile away from my house. It houses Work One, which is a company that helps place people into jobs, Ivy Tech Community College, Vincennes University, the Indiana Homeland, uh, Indiana Department of Homeland Security Fire Academy, and Hendricks College Network's office. So 
yeah, brand spanking new building. I mean, people at the national level have been calling the executive director, asking her how to how to do what what we do there. So I do their social media and uh, events. You so yeah, a little bit of everything. And I and in fact, the last two weeks, I've been offered full time jobs at businesses that I have I know nothing about. So I'm like, I it's really hard for me to say no, but I'm gonna have to say no. I'm a little busy. A little busy with everything else. I was say you're a woman of many talents, obviously. I know it's a, one was a restoration company. I'm like, I don't up until getting my real estate license four years ago, I didn't even know what restoration was. Okay. Like there's no way I'm gonna be able to go out and sell that. No way. So what do you think has been your biggest challenge through through all the years you you went to college and you've you've graduated and you're doing all the things that you've done now? Obviously, moving and sitting at B-dubs was not not the uh, easiest way to to do it. But what would you say has been the biggest challenge throughout all this in in networking and building um, relationships for you? Because obviously, well, you're not you're not an introverted person very much uh, like I am. So I'm very curious to see what struggles extra. Well, you know, I the term everything happens for a reason. I, as I get older, I feel like that, that like life cannot be any more true. Um, you know, my, my grandpa who went to Trine, formerly Tri-State back in the 60s, no fifties. He was there in the fifties. In fact, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at his flag, his Tri-State flag. He died. My dad died and my grandma died all within 18 months. And they are the three people who were the reason why I went to, went to Trine, formerly Tri-State. I was the last class as Tri-State University, May of 2008. Changed the name to Trine on August 1st of 2008. That's the reason why I chose to get married on August 1st is because I was like, hey, it's a great day to change your name. Um, <laughs> so, that. yep. I, I I was like, oh, August 1st falls on a Saturday. That's when Trine changed their name. So that's when that's when I want to change mine. So that's why I chose August 1st of 2015 to get married. But um, they were the three reasons why I chose to go to that school. Um, my, you know, grandpa went to school there. So I got a scholarship. My, my dad wanted me to, to school close. I was only half an hour away from home. And my grandma lived on a lake 10 minutes away from campus. She cooked me dinner every week, once a week for all four years of college. So they all passed. And that's when I realized I needed to get out of Northeast Indiana. They were, they were the people keeping me there. So it, I was scared shitless to move to Indianapolis, but I knew if I wanted to get, or if I, you know, if I wanted to get to where I wanted to be, that was what I needed to do. I mean, I had to get out of LaGrange. There were only two red lights. So that was hard. Because again, you know, I moved to Avon, Indiana, and I didn't know anybody. And, you know, my intern from 2008 was there and that was it. So, and then, you know, I was working in this healthcare company and this other healthcare company was like down my throat, recruiting me to work for them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I love this place. Like, they're like, well, we're opening this brand new facility in eight months. Will you come work for, me, for us? And I was like, okay. So I went to go work for them and they had me working in a trailer with no running water, no plumbing no heat. And I was there working, selling these apartments for assisted living when we didn't even have two by fours up for this building. 
So I was like, what have I gotten myself into? Well, needless to say, I only lasted seven weeks. They started following me on my personal Twitter. And on a Friday morning, November 15th of 2013, the CEO showed up and fired me because of my Twitter, my personal Twitter account. And I use this. I tell people, I'm not ashamed. I, I, I tell people this to help them realize you better watch what you say on social media because it can bite you. But I won. I ended up winning the unemployment case because it was obvious that they had hired me too soon and they were grasping for straws on, on how to get rid of me. In fact, the day, I, the day before I got let go, they had me sign a document and backdate it mm. to show that I had actually got my handbook from them on the day I started. He said, hey, hey, can you backdate that to, to September 25th? Well, I, I did because I was 26. You know, I didn't. Oh, okay, sure. And the next day, the CEO came in and fired me. He printed out eight of my twi- tweets and said, we don't want somebody tweeting like this and, and representing our company. And I went home. By that time, I had, you know, my, my lease was up on my apartment and my mom had moved down and I just hated living alone. So when mom moved down and I bought her this house, so, you know, I moved back in with her. And I remember going home at, you know, at like 10 a.m. that day. And I was like, wow, I just got fired from my first job, 26 years old. And wow. And by five o'clock that afternoon, after calling my best friends and my uncle, I was like, this is a blessing in disguise because I, w- I wasn't getting anywhere in this field in Indianapolis, the capital of the state. I was getting nowhere. So I just, it hurt so bad and I was scared to death, but I thought, you know what, this is going to be a new chapter for me. And my uncle was like, you still have your bartender's license, right? Which by the way, Trine bought me my bartender's license in February of 2008. I was interning in the marketing department and they needed people to pour wine at the gala, the scholarship gala. And the lady that, that was in charge of that event came downstairs, looked at me and said, hey, you want to go to the scholarship scholarship gala this weekend? I said, sure. She goes, I need you to pour wine. Do you have a bartender's license? Oh, no, I don't. She goes, don't worry about it. We'll buy it for you. And that has, has saved me multiple times. This was one of the times that that had saved me. So not only did try and give me a, a degree, they gave me a backup and it's, it has saved my butt multiple times. So I thought, and my uncle just said to me over the phone, don't go back to healthcare. Go, go bartend somewhere, network, get, get your name out there, meet people. You'll land your feet somewhere else. So I did. But in February 2nd of 2014, I was out walking my dog in like negative 20 degrees weather. And the vice president of Trine University called me and said, hey, you still looking for a job? Because I contacted him that day and said, I just got let go. I said, yeah. He goes, well, how close do you live to the campus in Avon? I said, 6.6 miles. And he goes, all right, we're going to make you another, another position, but you can't start till May when the new fiscal year starts. And I, I said, my unemployment runs out May 31st. Let's do it. So February, like February through, I think I started, well, the first day of working for Trine for the second time out of the Avon campus was the day I met my husband at a networking event, May 8th of 2014. <laughs> I have this Rain Man memory, Rain Man memory dates. dates. Absolutely. Yeah. So May 8th of 2014, I started back with Trine and really that's when, that's really when life in Indy took off, but it took September of 12 to May of 14 to get there. 
So you definitely, you stuck it out through some of the, the not great stuff, the stuff that would easily be like, you know, I'm folding in the towel. I'm going home. Like, yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask and honest, you. Oh. Honestly, if my mom was still in LaGrange, I probably, I mean, well, I don't think I would have went back to LaGrange because I knew, oh, no, no, I would not. I, now that I think of it, I remember thinking often, wow, if I was still in LaGrange and had been let go, I would have been up creek without a paddle because there's not much in LaGrange other than trailer factories. So, I mean, I, who knows? I, I may have had to go work at a trailer factory or, you know, I, I was just glad that if I was going to lose my job, I was glad to have done it in a big city because there was a ton of opportunity. So I got to ask when you were little wit, you know, seventh, you know, six, seven, eight, what did Whitney want to, want to be when she grew up i wanted to be the weather girl i wanted to be angela buckman she's the she's the meteorologist for wthr (laughs) (laughs) but uh but when i was eight let's see that was what third grade fourth grade yeah i think this is this this is getting pretty deep okay but when i was eight may 1st of 1996 no i would have been 10 i just turned 10 my mom was admitted to a facility and she was an alcoholic. And I remember coming home from fourth grade that day and she had bought me the shoes that I was begging for. Mom, please. I really want these shoes. I want these shoes. I came home from school. She had given me those shoes and that, and it just was like a random Wednesday. And I was like, this is weird. I wonder why mom gave me these shoes. And my dad came home and we loaded up in the car and we drove to this facility and I, I mean, I remember walking in and this nurse greeted us. We took a tour. We got back to the front door and the nurse looked at my mom and said, okay, Karen, have you been drinking today? And she said, no. And she blew like a point two. She was trashed. And I remember my dad took my hand and my dad took my brother's hand and we walked out this long, long, long hallway and we left. And she was supposed to be there the whole month of May. And she only stayed two weeks and she's been sober ever since. She's not had a lick of liquor since 1996, May 1st. So I just, yeah, she hates, hates acknowledging it, but it's just, it's so impressive and so awesome that she sat, she said, I sat there and watched your dad take your hand in one hand and your brother's hand in the other hand and walk all the way down that long hallway. And I remember sitting there thinking, all right, if I don't get my shit together, I'm never going to see those kids again. And she came home two weeks later. But my dad, on the other hand, my dad had extreme depression because his mom shot and killed him herself in front of my dad when he was four. Mm -hmm. And he never got any help until he was like mid-20s. So I just, like, looking back on my childhood, I had to mature really quickly because I, my mom and dad struggled with their own struggles. So I think that they are the reason why I am where I am today. Well, I think definitely the definition of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, and go. I mean, definitely lots of opportunities to be like, oh, what was me and just fall into it. But definitely you have a, a drive behind you to, to get out there and, and get after it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my theory is never to, you know, don't, don't burn bridges. And, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, you're such a good leader. Like what, why are you such a good leader? And I'm like, because I had to start leading when I was 10 
I was at home with my dad and my brother while my mom was getting help. And that's kind of when I started being a leader. So, and I tell people if, you know, they're like, how do you, how do you identify a leader? I'm like, if they're a true leader, they'll stop and help you get to where you want to be. That's a true leader. That's what I believe. Yep. I would agree. That's, that's some good stuff there too. So what, what's the next six months year look like for you? What's, what's the goal? Where are you headed right now? Well, right now I am, I had a long conversation with Hendricks College Network today because um, in, the, in the fall, we have the apprenticeship and trades fair. And in the spring, we have the college and career fair. And I, and I, I spoke with them today. I said, hey, we're, you know, where are we at? What's this college and career fair? Why are we not, why are we stalling? Why, where are we at? And they're thinking about combining the two fairs together under one roof. So if you're kind of, you know, if you're in high school and you think you may want to go into an apprenticeship, but aren't sure, you know, you can check out both, both worlds. So that's, that's being held on my birthday in March, March 10th. So we've got that coming up. Uh, the school corporation in Kokomo is under a lot of stress because the, the state law here allows students to go to whichever school they want. You don't have to pay now to go to a corporation out of your district. So they're, they're wanting to retain as many students as possible. They don't want to lose uh, students to other school corps. I talked to the, the athletic director last week, and I, I think he said there's like seven school districts in like a half an hour radius. I mean, something crazy like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so saturated there. So I'm hoping to help them retain their students and, and maybe even gain some new ones. Uh, my husband... You know, we're handling this hotel. Luckily, it's only two hours away. So if anything drastic happens, we just have a two-hour drive. So um, I'm willing to help him with that. But um, yeah, I I think that that's kind of what the next six months look like. Um, you know, I used to, used to work for the Indianapolis Colts. I, I, I thought that this fall would be rough for, for me watching the games, knowing that I wasn't there for those games because I sold $107,125 in 26 games for 50-50. But now that I have two under two on Sundays, I'm like, oh, I, I think that would add to my stress if I got up and went to those Colts games. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, but I was passionate about that because it supported nonprofits in central Indiana. That's why I loved it. And I got to see people I hadn't seen in years, like my neighbors from LaGrange. I hadn't seen them in nine years and they came to a Colts game to come find me. So um, yeah, I think that that's kind of what the, uh, my husband wants to buy a bank. So, um, I'm going to help, help him with that as much as I can. Um, yeah, I think that's what it looks like right now. I, my focus really, my main focus though, is my son who's two and a half and my daughter who's six months. So, you know, when I met my husband, I said, well, if we're going to have kids, I don't want somebody else raising them. And he said, me neither. So they're my main priority, but it is healthy for me to get occasionally get out of the house and you know, do work because it really helps reset my mind. Absolutely. So I've got to ask, buying a bank, buying a hotel, is there any dream too big for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I just told my friend from high school that this week, she and I worked at, we were in high school and then we actually worked together at the law firm and, and uh, she had a baby in April and she's like, wait, you know, everybody help me, help me find a job on the side. So I don't have to go back to working at a factory. So, so one of the jobs that I was offered in the past two months I, I, I turned, I actually said, no, I turned it down. I said, but I got somebody else for you that you can hire. And he hired her. 
So, um, so Kelly and I, we, we, we talk a lot because, um, what she's doing for this guy kind of overlaps what I do for Hendricks college network. And she asked this week, Hey, how's the hotel going? And I'm like, Oh, it's fine. We're just dealing with some, some like plumbing issues, but that's about it. And I said, the next step is we're buying a, buying a bank. And she goes, Oh my gosh, you and Brendan really are Jack and Jill of all trades. My gosh. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. Never thought of that. Like Brandon kind of is the male version of me, but very introverted. So he likes to dabble in different types of businesses, but he never leaves the house. Even before COVID, he worked from home and he would go days without leaving and was perfectly happy. So, and when we go out and, and like be social and events, he, you know, he's kind of the wallflower, but if you get him talking about his line of work, he opens up like a book. So he just has to get comfortable. He's got to get on a comfortable subject. So she was like, wow, a hotel now, a bank. How does one even do that? I'm like, I learned by listening to his phone conversations. That's how I learned. <laughs> eavesdropping, eavesdropping on his, on his phone conversations. So I think all you need to do after the bank is buy a railroad and you've completed Monopoly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell him that when I go in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey babe, we're playing Monopoly. Uh, that's that, what we're doing here. It, yeah. it, you're, you're halfway there. <laughs> so, oh so no, it's God. super exciting. And it's great because at the end of this, I planned on being like, all right, wit which I should have known better, you know, give, give us the plug of what you're doing and, and, you know, who, who you're working with and who we can support and everything, but you've done that. You, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and I think that's, I think that's the key to, to networking and, and marketing is it, it, it's just who you are. It's just part of who you are and, and how you drive. So. Yeah. Like when people ask me, how do you do what you do? I'm like, I, 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 I can't explain it. I don't, no. And in fact, I still keep in touch with my geometry teacher from high school, which, you know, I barely could get through math. Like I had to get tutor after tutor after tutor. And I just, I was literally just thinking about that this week, how I could not get through math because my, my, my brain is so wired, right. Like way at the opposite end of math that I just, I, I mean, I know my multiplication, my division, but that's about it. Like I cannot, I'm just so wired the other way. Like, you know, I, it's hard to explain. I just can't, I can't even explain it. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. The people that my mom rent rents from in Florida, longtime family friends. I mean, my dad started little Laker league football with Ron back in 1998. Okay. They have a house like the past nine years. They've, they've supported my mom living in Florida. They'll buy a house for my mom to live in. Like that's, they'll buy a car for my mom to drive. Like that's how good of friends they are. And Liz is our, our, our accountant. Okay. Ron and Liz have been down there for the past month. I get a text one morning from Liz, a picture of the guy that replaced me at Trine back in 2011. She goes, look who we just met. And I was like, what? Jeremy Howard, the guy that replaced me at Trine was living for the week down the street from Ron and Liz for vacation. I called her and I was like, is this not a wit story or what? She goes, I can't believe it. We were out for a walk this morning and he was out playing football with his two sons and we got talking and said we were from LaGrange and Jeremy goes, 
oh, I drive through LaGrange every day. I work at Trine. And Ron goes, well, you know Whitney Doyle? And Jeremy (laughs) goes, who doesn't know Whitney Doyle? Yes, I know Whitney Doyle. Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't know Whitney Doyle? Yep. That's my story. I mean, I would never be able to like have an affair because everybody would know me and tell Brandon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to get away with anything, murder or anything. Nope. Nope. Can't get. Oh, no. I can't get away with anything. Mm-mm. Oh, Whit, you have been a, a pleasure to to get to chat with. It's been too many years. Not, like, uh, I don't know, I think 10 years, maybe longer since the last time I've seen you in person. So it has been a joy. So I appreciate well, you coming you. on. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really appreciate you reaching out and asking me to do this. It was my first time and it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's Thank a first. You. Now, this may be your new thing. Who knows? Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I, I told you, Brandon listens to all these podcasts. This may be my new thing. <laughs> so, again, Whitney, thank you again. You're listening to To An Extent. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out on any of our socials. Uh, if you have any questions for Whit, we can get a hold of her. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next week. <laughs>